note wasn't as pretty. Um, hi, friends. Hi, bunch. Welcome to episode 14 of Bottled Up, Yay. the penultimate episode of season three. Can you even believe? But my God. When we started season one, we were but mere babies in the podcasting industry, and now oh, we've so leaped and bounded and grown, and really, we just drank more wine, friends. Anyway, welcome to the penultimate episode <laughs> of season three. I'm Jen Waring, and I am here with the great... Ooh, I'm, I'm great? Sure. Sure. Okay, cool. I'm Sean. Yeah, the great Sean. <laughs> uh, Sean Lanan, and we are hot... Hot, hot. We are hot, hot, hot. Jeez, we get um, a break. It's yeah. It's just so warm. Stop it. Uh, and I, and I've, I try to explain multiple times. Obviously, as you all know, we record from the great... Uh, are we a city, Astoria? Are we a town? I don't know. A, a province, perhaps? <laughs> we're uh, we're, province. We're the province. We're, we're territory. We're, cro- we're recording from the great province of Astoria. And, uh, and, you know, it's not that it's hotter in the city than it is in other places. I'm not saying that. No. But, like, when I tried to explain to my family when they visited me when I used to live in London that it's colder in London. It's, it's the quality of the heat or yeah. the quality of the cold. Our sidewalks are hot. Everything is emanating heat. Once it's been 90 for a couple days, you simply can't combat it unless you have, like... H&M AC money. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't win. <laughs> that's, that's a level. Of, like, you know, Americans will use anything but the metric system to measure H&M right. AC level. Like, that's... Yeah, it's no. It's insane. It's that... It, like, you can just go there and be like, no, I swear, one of these items will fit me. And until for I find weeks. it, I will be here for the next six hours. Um, Except- they're also paving Astoria. All of Astoria is undergoing road work yeah, right it now. Yeah, it just is. is so it's so, so hot. hot. And I know we've been whining about this with every episode. Uh, and we're not going to stop. No, is my point. Welcome uh, to episode 14 where we don't stop whining. Um, but we're, we're very excited to be here. We're, we're, we're getting to this penultimate episode. We're getting a little quirky. A little bit. We're finally, quirky. We're finally going off. Uh, I don't know why my voice is doing this. <laughs> Uh, going off the deep end a little bit and trying to sign something new. Yeah, and to be fair, uh, before we even say what it is, uh, as we all know, uh, we are we are both uh, product whores. Uh, I, I feel absolutely. like I speak for both of us, yeah, and no, we're absolutely. we're very easily swayed by by the things that are like fun and displayed at the front of the store. I don't even like rosé, but I sometimes walk in and I see that lovely, you know, b- bowling <laughs> pin display of rosé bottles, and I'm like, I'll have all of them. I'll have, um, look, that one's got a grapefruit on it. I'll buy right? it. Right, I'm in. I did buy that one. It was gross. And, uh, you know, grapefruit rosé, what was I thinking? But uh, I bought it. And the point is, uh, it had, the bottle was cool. It's kind of knobbly. Like yeah, a grape, okay, like anyway, this, none of this matters. Um, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. We are definitely whatever. And so for, for months, probably slightly me more than Sean, only because he knows more. All I have wanted was a bottle of orange wine, orange friend. Wine, yeah. And here at our local stores, there is a lot of the Greek variety of orange wine, which tends to come in bright orange bottles itself. Like the yeah. bottle itself is orange, which is like, oh my God, am I buying orange juice? But it's wine. It's very exciting. And uh, and and Sean has, has said no, friends, no. Uh, and and we have we have been waiting for the right time. Uh, to do an orange wine episode because why not? Why not? You know, it's a fad. And um, this is the right time. Does anyone remember that 90s tune? Um, bringing it back. I try. Uh, last last episode we went to 95. We were all we were all watching uh, Clueless um, and listening to um, the Rembrandts, that French band. The, the, and, the uh, band. and yeah. yes, and now uh, this this 
that week we're going to Spain. We are, which there's a lot of... Uh, which you were going to do for your birthday, but then you didn't. I know. But you, you, know, you thought about it. I thought about it, and then plane tickets were just too expensive. <sighs> Flying's a pain in the ass and, right now. Know, COVID. COVID, the monkeypox, monkey polio. It's yeah, all back. It's all, you know, I'm just going to stay here. Do you have to go doors. to Spain when there's so many fun diseases? Right, right here, here at home. Right here at home. You can get. You can have a safari of diseases. A safari. <laughs> I can't wait to be in an iron lung, friends. Uh, they look really cool in pictures. Um... Hopefully, I'll have rubella at the same time. Uh, let's Ooh, bring, bring it all back. Bring it rubella and um, whooping cough. What is that? The Spanish plague? I didn't even have to go to Spain to get that. I don't know. It was the Spanish flu, wasn't it? Yeah, the Spanish flu. I was so close. It was, but you know what? People were plagued with it. They were. And and so and I still win. But so we're gonna go to Spain, and we're gonna we're gonna get a little uh, we're gonna get a little orange wine. But I feel like, um, folks, have you seen this in your in your wine stores, listeners? Uh, is orange wine? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I think and it's it's part of the, the so the natural wine movement. Ah, uh, the know, natural the wine movement. Minimal or no intervention wines, where you get Pet Nat, which is a lightly sparkling natural wine. But taking um, some of the winemaking techniques and going back to the very basics, and that's kind of where orange. Not wine unlike is. our diseases. Not unlike our bringing them back. Woo! But I like um, a good callback, friends. <laughs> orange wine has been around for. Ever since wine has been made, it comes from uh, Eastern Europe, from Georgia, typically is called the home of orange wine. That's where the process seems to have originated. I'm in. I believe you. And what orange wine is, is white wine that is made in the with the same techniques as red wine. So red wine gets its color from the skins, right? You crush yes. the grapes and then it sits on the skins and it gets that color from it. So we're crushing white grapes and letting it sit on the skins. So that's where the color is coming from. You're getting that little bit of color and the seeds specifically. There is a chemical compound in the seeds. Uh, but you're also imparting tannins and phenolics and different acid structures into the chemical makeup of the wine that makes it more savory, less fruity. Like when you think of white wine, you think of bright, fruity, crispy. I mean our wine from last week, zippity friends. Zippity-doo-dah. Zippity-zippy-yummy-yumness. Zip. so yum. Uh, and so this will kind of mute some of that and bring it more into the savory styles of red wine that we'll see, like, you know, Cabernets or Barolos or Nebbiolos or stuff like that. Um, and it's an ancient technique, and it's very it's, cool. It's been, it's been made this way for millennia, Mil- I read in one literally article. Literally millennia. Millennia. Not millennia, that was, but millennia. That was 2000, 2001? Millennium, the, the Robbie song. Williams song? Yeah. 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 I remember I had, it was I, on. It was on. It made sense. Yeah, it did. Now that I said it out loud, <laughs> uh, but, uh, swear I, to God, I when I was haircut. in HR, Sean, uh, a lady applied for a job, and her name was Millennia. Oh, yes. And it was. I made total fun because uh, I'm an asshole, and that's <laughs> why you're I was in HR. You can't get reported. When to I was HR. the director of HR, who am I going to get told to? Dear Jen, stop making fun of other names. Love Jennifer. Like, fine, but her name was Millennia, and I spun around to my team in my little thing, and I was like, her name is Millennia, friends, and they were like, oh my god, that's so stupid. And I was like, but she was born in 2000, so it all it makes, makes sense. sense. And then most of my team was like, oh my god, me too. And I was like, I quit. 
Um, then I explained what stamps were. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the point is... Back in my day, you had to go to the post office. Um, legitimately, the director of finance, which uh-huh. I haven't done a lot of corporate job friends, but I assume they're all assholes. And this guy was uh, a nice enough guy, generally speaking, sure. but he was the director of finance. Yeah, they're so all kind of asshole. a-holes, right? So he came marching over, marching, Sean, with a swagger. Oh, no. uh, a swagger march, if you will. A, a uh, swarch. Um, ooh, I don't a like that. Ma- a magger? No. Okay, I don't no, like any no, of these words. I'm going to stop right now. Stop. Anyway, he came over with a swagger, and he was carrying a check that I had accepted uh, from somebody earlier in the day uh, You know, to set up their direct deposit was the reason I accepted a check from somebody. They weren't paying me for jobs. And uh, anyway, so he, and he, and he held it up all but in my face, which is already guaranteed to get you a swift kick in the, in the you know what's it. In the patooties. I'm in a chair. You're standing. You are right in the right space, friend. And he, and he held it up and he was like, Jennifer, because in HR I was Jennifer. Yeah, of course. Um, Jennifer, what is this? And I was like, I mean, you're the director of finance, friend. It's a check, check. You should right? know what that is. Meanwhile, my whole team was like, oh, today just got way more fun. Because <laughs> um, I don't respond well to that tone and everybody knew it except the finance people. And I, he was like, uh, we're not taking this. What is like, what is, this is not even real because it was a starter check. Sean and our oh. listeners that are over the age of nine, um, no, all right, are over the age of 30, know that when you used to get checkbooks, when you went yeah. to the bank, and this is what I patiently explained to the director of finance, sometimes when you went to Citibank to open a checking account way back when, they didn't have your Garfield checks already ready for you, numbered with your name and address on them, or your United States flags, or your, your Bible verse, or whatever you want on your little checkies. Um, they didn't have those ready for you. Those had to be printed yeah. at a printer. And so they gave you a book of checks with your account number on them called starter checks so no. that you could use your account before your Garfield checks arrived. <sighs> and it's a wild, wild and woolly uh, answer, friend. And he marched away like I had just told him. <laughs> and man, McCheese will be here at 2 o'clock. And he's going to, like, he looked uh, like... I'm sure he Googled it for the next hour until he realized I was right. And um, and that he had to Starter accept the check. Starter check, that's not a thing. Oh, it's a thing. Anyway, and then I explained what stamps were. Okay, so the point is, orange wine has been around for as long as starter checks, friends. And um, and some, if you ask some people, uh, including, there's apparently an orange wine club right here in New York, Sean. Oh, yes. Called Orange Glau. Well, that's one I found, and uh, and they they think that uh, orange wines are possibly poised to be the next rosé. Uh, you see, that's cute. <laughs> I had to fall back from the microphone, friends, to save your ears. It's so orange wines are very interesting, and historically they're very important, and like the the winemaking techniques and all this stuff that goes into them and because they're low intervention no intervention wines are all grown organically it's all sustainable and it's got all the buzzwords you want stamped right on it but they are very unique in their flavor and composition and so they're not going to be for everybody they're not going to and and here's the thing uh here's the other thing that we we definitely discussed before we even bought the wine today i wanted the i wanted the the orange bottle i wanted the full-scale orange yep. bottle and it, and we we settled somewhere in the middle because most of these wines aren't even really orange friends no. like they're kind of a reddish color they're kind of pink they really could be any shade yeah, like they're, they're all the shades because it's 
you know, I mean, this is au naturel, right? So, like, your armpit hair can also be any length you want it, it to be sure if you can. stop shaving. So, you know, like... It depends on the type of grape. It depends on the filtering, the fining. I'm assuming it, it depends, depends on, on how long, uh, you know, Joe Bag of Donuts Vegan left it all sitting together. Exactly. Right? It's, there's so many things. So they can go from, they can look like uh, just a white wine, maybe a cloudy white wine, or they can look like a red wine or a, a dark rosé. And the term orange wine itself actually came from a wine cellar in London who was trying to describe skin contact wine, which is what this is, to somebody outside of the industry and he called it orange wine and it stuck. My God. That's, and it, it really is just like a word he used to describe a particular bottle of wine that is now the overarching term for the entire classification of skin contact white wine. Which, and, come on! <laughs> like, it, that, it's like so many English Not things. Not since my <laughs> ex-husband is one guy from London <laughs> fucked things up so much. They do that. They're really good at it. But it is. Right, and to be fair, see, Matt wasn't from London. Carry on. Okay. He's from the North of England. So it doesn't, none of this matters. None of this, I mean, it, it does matter. Thank you, It so is <laughs> valid and it does matter. <laughs> um, but in terms of the wine we're yes. drinking, it, it, it has little relevance. But... So these wines, we're, we're drinking one from Spain. You're going to see a lot of them from Greece. Uh, you're going to see a lot of them from the west coast of the United States. I so, bet from Georgia. From Georgia, not the state. Not the state. <laughs> not the, although, you know, they probably have some down there too. But it's Wine different. Is it made, was made in a bathtub. <laughs> in a trailer. Just, in a trailer in a bathtub with some blue with crystal orange pins. <laughs> peels. Orange pin peels. Ugh. There is, in fact, no oranges in orange wine. This is a good caveat to end this first segment on. So uh, as we go to get our bottle out of the fridge, uh, we'd like to remind everybody before we crack it open <laughs> that we did not peel a single. No oranges were hurt Peeled. in the making no. of this wine. This is not a mimosa. Okay, vegans, no oranges were injured. Uh, or vegetarians. I love oranges. Uh, so in good. sixth grade, I had to make a chart of all my favorite foods, and oranges were on the top. So, um, and cream cheese, oddly. They go well um, together. Who doesn't love an orange? My, what Ugh. were my parents feeding me? That's not Marmalade the... cream cheese toast. That actually does sound kind of good. I can put it in my air fryer. Okay. Um, we're going to take a break before Jen puts an orange in her air fryer and crack open our bottle of the new wave girl. We'll Ooh. be back. And we're back. Uh, we are back with our orange wine, uh, and we, which we are about to uh, crack open. Oh, yeah. Um, in, in the break, I tried to take a picture of the bottle with my dog, who is wearing a T-shirt from Old Navy uh, with orange on, oranges on it, but in a weird twist of things, my dog does not like taking pictures <laughs> with so wine bottles. Strange. It's such a strange dog quirk um or, or or an indication of how many times i've drank a lot of wine and tried to take a picture of the bottle with my dog <laughs> oh, um, no. it really no, no. not the wine again <laughs> bitch can't you just drink and leave me alone anyway we have got ourselves a as as sean mentioned uh, a lovely spanish uh from the castilla y leon um, mm-hmm. Very exciting. Uh, my mom has a friend named Elaine Leon. Hello, Elaine. Hello, Elaine. Um, anyway, this is a New Wave Girl. The New Wave Girl. It's a two grand 19, I think. Uh, doesn't say. Doesn't say it could be from any year, but it's from Vinos Malaparte. Um, yes, Vinos Malaparte is in the Castillo de Leon region of France, which makes this a Verdejo. Re- region of where, Sean? Re- region of Spain. Holy it's hot. Poop. It's hot, friends. Holy poop. 
It's hot. Sean just went a little north, but uh, we're gonna stick. We're gonna stay in Spain. <laughs> this is pretty central Spain. Uh, yeah, it's and it's and it is. It is a. It's the color of tang with too much water. Yeah, it's it's watered down Kool Aid, right? Or, or, like or orange Jello. Sure. Yeah. Or, or if you went if you went full scale and you made the Jello, uh, it's it's the watered down version. My grandma used to make orange Jello, and she would fold in some Cool Whip. Uh, to make it a creamy Jello, which, um, uh, which is that that's and a good because this is this is a cloud. It's a cloudy. You know, it's like okay, friends who've made powdered orange drink mm-hmm. uh, or ordered orange juice in Europe and gotten powdered orange fucking drink. Uh, it is. It's like when you stir the tang in f- at first, and it's still sort of cloudy from the powder yes. in whatever makes it powdery, whatever chemicals are involved in your drink. I'm not knocking Tang. It's delicious at the right time. Yeah, and um, that time is not right now. And that time is rare, but uh, it's it's out there. Anyway, it's it's a cloudy, pale orange uh, color, but, uh, we you know, it's definitely got some orange tinges, and we'll, we'll certainly show that uh, in some photos. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're pretty excited, and this is a, this is a vegan... Uh, vegetarian option. Yep. Uh, thus, apparently, somehow in this region of Spain, there's no bugs outside. Mm-hmm. Mm. Liars, I say, liars. So these grapes are picked, uh, and they are crushed and thrown into an amphora, which is a clay vessel. Um, like ah, the amphoras. Anybody who's watched Hercules know that the no, uh, the, the muses. Uh, the, who sang like Hercules? How about Hercules? Those ladies, it's the best songs in the whole movie. Um, I'm talking about Pretty the cartoon. Sure that so movie we're clear. Turned me gay. The cartoon. The, the movie, the animated movie, yeah, of Her- Hercules. Intriguing. Yeah. I'd like to talk more about this, please. <laughs> I don't think we need to. Okay, fair. <laughs> uh, I will. Uh, though I will admit, uh, since. Apparently we're taking a turn for a minute. I don't want Sean to feel alone. Uh, do you remember the uh, the Rats of Nim? Of course, the uh, Secrets w- of Nim. The yeah, right. Okay, and so the book was called. I think the book was called The Rats of Nim, and the movie was called The Secret of Nim. And when I was a babysitter, when I was a nanny, or when I was a nanny, or sure, when I was a nanny, or my dog is trying to play with her chicken toy right now. When I was a nanny, uh, and the and the daughter was reading uh, the the Rats of Nim, and uh, and she didn't want to read it. She just wanted to watch the cartoon because. Kids. kids and uh yeah. or adults all of us let's be honest uh, and i was like no cartoon. let's finish the book first and then we'll watch the cartoon and i literally said out loud it's gonna be so great when you see it because i had such a crush on justin <laughs> and then there was this awkward pause because she'd read far enough in the book and she was like the rat <laughs> And I was like, did I say those words out loud? Oh I meant my. Nicodemus. I meant Nicodemus. <laughs> I meant I don't have crushes on cartoons. Um, and she was like, wait, I don't understand. And then derailed all reading because now we had to talk about how it is that I had a crush on a cartoon rat. And uh, and yep. then even I later was like, how? why? Why would I say that out loud? And so I Googled it. Like, it wasn't even like a voice. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. maybe the voiceover artist was like Harrison Ford. I don't know. And it unlocked some sort of Han Solo moment in my childhood brain. Uh, but no, it was just some guy who'd done a lot. And anyway, but to be fair, he was cocky and he saved the day. And, yeah. uh, and we like that I am, rat man. I am on brand. Uh, <laughs> so that's fine. But uh, the, the point is... Uh, Amphoras were in the movie Hercules <laughs> that that both are vessel pots and turn Sean gay. Okay, yep. and see. Uh, and so they go into the juice goes into the amphora where it sits on the skins and the seeds for 
uh, 30 days, I think this one is. Has anyone ever offered yeah, the theory days. that it's the clay that turns it orange? Well, it's it fun because they don't always go into amphoras. Fine. Sometimes it's cement, sometimes it's steel. Whatever. Usually it is a cement or ceramic vessel. Okay, fine. Um, 30 days, this goes through its fermentation, and they don't inoculate. They don't add any yeast. They just let it... There's n- th- you, this this wine look. could get polio. <laughs> it's not inoculated. Back and it's not inoculated. <laughs> um, so they don't add any don't yeast or <laughs> yeast nutrients or, or feed the yeast in any way. So it just sits there naturally, and so it's called spontaneous fermentation. And that's the yeast that lives naturally on the skins of the grapes themselves uh, and have their own distinct flavors and their own distinct varietals, which is another reason why when we crack this open and you smell it, it's not going to smell like your standard wine because it's not using the Sacramides strain of yeast that is typical in winemaking. What kind? I'm not going to say it again. (laughs) Okay, seems fair. Uh, Um, So here we have, we are about to crack open. Sean has the opener, uh, and it's it's warm enough in this room that I will smell it from where he is. Uh, This is What is Orange Wine? As answered by Wine Folly. It's a type of white wine made by leaving the grape skins and seeds in contact with the juice, creating an orange-hued finished product. Correct. And we have, although we don't have a deep orange hue, we do have a little, uh, we've got a nice hint of, we've got a solid, a solid fucking hint of orange. I mean, it's definitely orange. It's, it's definitely orange. Um, it's unfiltered. This stuff, the cold temperatures of Quilla, Quilla, which is where this wine is made, uh, allow for a natural fining, a natural filtering, so the leaves and stuff fall down naturally, and they don't pour through cheesecloth or through fining agents or anything like that, uh, and hence it is a little cloudy because it, you know. Because there was a bug or two. Calm down, everyone. No, uh, there was a yeasty. Um, uh, apparently, ooh, mazel. In Italian, it's uh, referred to as ramato, mm-hmm. uh, which means auburn. Uh, and auburn hair, as we all know, is from a box. Okay. Um, <laughs> except it's for from like, a box or a fantasy novel that may have also turned me gay. Right. About a young man with auburn hair. Uh, about three. Yeah, there's three real people and everybody else it's box. Let's be honest. Um, right, so I've cracked it open and I'm like... I've just pulled the cork. I haven't poured anything. It's sitting under my nose, by you know, a foot away, and I can smell orange wine. I don't smell anything good from this side of the room. Uh, as far back as five thousand years, um, this was done in. Uh, oh, they do tell us what the vessels were called then. Kevri. Uh, Kevri. Oh, hold the phone, Joan. Because the Kevri were originally closed with stones and wait for it, beeswax, vegans. Ooh. Uh, but the Kevri- <laughs> I don't know why I feel like I need to own the vegans <laughs> in the story. Like, vegans it doesn't right matter. Uh, oh. You people, sh- you everyone should drink whatever they want. Glad, glad you're making your own choices there. I, good, this, like- I am intrigued. Okay, so natural yeast is going to bring you about its own flavors and stuff. This sitting on the skins is going to bring new aromas, new flavors, uh, and it's going to give a viscosity to the wine that we probably haven't experienced in much white wine that we've had on this program before. Ooh, I just called our podcast a program. You sure did. I think we leveled up. So, uh, Well, I'm going to level us back down. It doesn't smell nice. Uh, It doesn't smell bad. No. I would like to clarify, it does not smell bad, but there is definitely something... It's got a funk to it. It's f- yeah, yeah. We want the funk. Gotta <laughs> have the, the funk. funk. Um, shout out to a uh, awesome listener and Patreon, Sue Funk. Sue um, Funk. Um, 
be our Patreon for more hot takes on orange wine. Um, <laughs> and I could say it's swirling it, watching it. I, it's coating my glass in a thick way, so I know this has that viscosity. It is, and it. Sean, swirl it again. I, so I am sort of across the room from Sean. It literally, when he stops swirling, makes like, um, you know, when you like try to make a tornado in liquids, it literally makes a tornado funnel. Straight down because it's thick. The, right, this, this is wine some, is thick. This shit's thick, yo. Thick. I like 30. thick wines, and I cannot lie. Well, we'll see. We'll get there. All right, um, so I've done a good bit of swirling, and the the funk, a lot of the funk has burned off. It's still there, but it's not as present. But I am starting to get like some tangerine, some waxy honey kind of smells. I mean, sure. <laughs> I love it when Jen rolls her eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting fucking tangerines. I'll tell you that right now. You know, it's hard when something is so... Calling it orange wine... Yes. I'd like to speak to this fellow in London. Uh, calling it orange wine, it being sort of oranges, you you pop this... Part of the whole issue, for me, is that you pop this cork and you expect to get, like, a sweet, orangey, yeah. uh, citrus... That sweet citrus, not the lemon citrus we had last week, but, like, a sweet citrus... Uh, a sugary that like you get when you you know I wasn't expecting to smell orange juice I'm not insane but like you know that sort of sweet yeah. uh, crispiness whatever and instead it's like funky it's like grounded it's a grounded smell it's, it's very not earthy. a it's yeah. not a light effervescenty smell I'm still not getting tangerines I'm still getting funk I'm getting like alcoholic funk it's definitely alcohol you this can is smell alcohol. this is Rick James sweat after a bender <laughs> this ooh kids um so this wine, the New Wave Girl, uh, He's I chose a brick. it partially because of the label. It has a the label is amazing. Amazing okay. punk rock New we Wave. We are chuckles level wavel on this it's one. So wavel? good. Uh, this woman in incredible makeup holding a vinyl record. Like, get it? Uh, vine, vinyl. Vines, uh, uh, and partly I don't know if they meant that, but they should have. The, uh, the gentleman at the store at Adega, where I like to shop. Um, told me this was a very good entry-level orange wine. It is not entry-level blush and eye makeup on this girl. No. This girl has got 80s like, addicted is, to love Robert Palmer level blue eyeshadow going on here and I, red lip and a strong blush while she hides, holds her vinyl uh, label. I think she's uh, she's going to usher in Gozer the Gozerian. She might <laughs> be. She is the tier. key master. And uh, so, yeah. So, all right. Let's have a sip. Let's, let's see. Ruben and Elisa is who produced this wine. Yep, it tastes like natural wine. It has a roundness in the mouth. It fills your mouth. Jed's making many faces. Um, no. If you... No, Ruben. No, Elisa. <laughs> um, it, it's not as funky and as weird as a lot of the natural wines I've had are, um, but it is definitely a departure from... For Dejo, from traditional Spanish white wine, it's it's actually kind of flaccid. There's not a lot going on. It's just funky. No, there's it like away. it's like sharp and funky. Like yes. it's sharp on your tongue, and then you're like, is something else gonna happen? And it isn't. And I feel like we both could tell those kind of stories. Do you know what I'm saying? But we should save them for a different podcast, um, or for a live showing. That would be. We will share all of our flaccid, sharp on our tongue po- stories when you come see us live. It's it's punching me in the back of the throat. I'm going to keep going, Sean. It is uh, it is not. Uh, it's a little bit cloudy. No, okay, but we're not creamy. Uh, it is um, not a fan. It's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I don't hate it. It's not like I'm tasting it. I'm like I hate, like 
like it's not I feel like maybe we should clarify the word funky like because we also use that word to describe wine that's off right like this is a deliberate funk yes this has an earth they gotta have that funk it's got okay and and all orange wine is going to sure all orange wine is going to have that little bit of kind of vinegary kind of um the another, another parallel I could draw is uh, like Belgian farmhouse ale, which is made again by not adding any yeast, but using the yeast that's naturally in the air of the brewery. So it always has kind of a, a bready. It's like a Phil Collins situation. <laughs> it's in the air tonight. It's in the air tonight. And I can also do, just do, attest do. that um, this is unpleasant to burp up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's like. It's I'll say wine. this about this wine. It has made me fall back from the microphone a couple times. And that is a win as far it's, as I'm concerned. Um, I mean, if you're get, if you're interested in learning about orange wine, I think this is a very good entry to it. It gives you an idea of what you're going to be coming across. It's uh, entry-level priced. So you're not... Because all these wines are more expensive than your standard balls of wine. They are, yeah, they are a little pricey, which is why we were sort of waiting. Um Metamorphica, which was the one that kind of drew us into wanting to do this. It's, it's a very specific, very noticeable bottle. Um, it's like $40, and I didn't want to spend it because I knew no, we, yeah, it wasn't going to be a We're not going to love it, perhaps. But, um, like, I'm tasting this again. It's got, it has a, a waxy honey quality to it. It has underripe fruit qualities to it. Uh, but it's very quick. It goes away. It does, yeah. It, but, it it goes, but it goes away, and unlike the cranberries... Uh, it it doesn't. Do we have to let it linger? Like I, I feel like it goes away and then there's nothing. Yeah. Right. It's like that time that I tried to do the apple cider vinegar diet, right? Like <laughs> which and but then I read the recipe wrong and you were supposed to do like one teaspoon of apple cider vinegar and like two tablespoons of water and I got it wrong and that was a grand error. <laughs> That's um, a lot of vinegar. And I, you know, you're supposed to do the shot in the morning to wake up your metabolism. Yeah, well, sure. I fucking woke it up and then I reread the recipe, but it's, but then there's nothing like it's like, there's no follow up. And that's what this, that's what this is for me. There's no yeah, like, it's, nah, it just right. It doesn't make me want to have another sip. Last week we had such a lovely white and we've certainly found this. I'm thinking of the red, the circus red, like we've certainly found this multiple times throughout the seasons where like. The wine make the wine itself makes you want to have yeah, another sip, right? And like it, yeah. that's what's exciting about wine, right? Like we've all gotten drunk to get drunk, and you don't want to have another sip of that vodka, but you're gonna because yeah. it's been a bad fucking day. And Popov is there for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an unhealthy st- sentence. I shouldn't have said that. Right. It seems fair, but like, yeah, no, we don't encourage that. But this, you take a sip of it, and then you just sort of go, "I'm good, thanks." Yeah, it's 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 just fine. Um, the one interesting thing I, I will give it, it does have an interesting texture. It, it does. I will agree with that. Like it, it doesn't. It's not like the pig pool that we had last week, where it was sharp and bright and just zinged through your mouth. This has a roundness, a real texture, kind of an oily take on your tongue. Yes, which is intriguing because it also has the sharpness of a vinegar. Yeah. So you get that. Like imagine, if you will. If vinegar and cream made for a lovely drink, it wouldn't. Don't do it. Don't do that. And if you do, please film yourself drinking it. Yeah, because we can't wait to see it. In fact, just film yourself pouring the vinegar into the milk because that'll be enough for you to vomit. (laughs) But the um, I used to work at a bar where this guy used to come in all the time and he would order whiskey and and, and cream and you'd watch it curdle. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, but then he would stir it up and drink it. Good for you, buddy. Um, 
And this does, it has this like oily, it's got like your first hit is like a vinegar, like, oh, I don't know if I want this, but then there is this like creamy, oily salad dressing oil, if you yeah. will, right? Not straight up oil, like a creamy oil that sits on your tongue, which is very, it's, it's odd. It's, it's odd. interesting. It's interesting. And it's definitely, it's the product of sitting on its skins for so long and it's, and it's uh, seeds specifically, it's seeds. That's where a lot of the, like, if you've ever bitten into a grape, a seeded grape, and you instantly get that mouth drying. That's the tannins. If you've ever gotten, and I don't want to go back a couple episodes, I'm sure everyone remembers, but if you've ever had seeded watermelon <laughs> seltzer. <laughs> I know we prefer the polar seedless, but seedless, like, yeah, yeah, but you know, if you've ever had seeded watermelon seltzer, you're like, oh, is that, what's that oily? <laughs> is it the seeds? They didn't want to take those exactly. out. Exactly. That is what it is. Um, and it's fine. Like uh, I'm glad we got it. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm kind of excited that we got it. I've sort of been waiting, so this is kind of exciting. Um, and you know, I like to try weird stuff. And you can get. Here's the one thing about orange wines that I found while I was looking, friends. I'm trying not to like choke on the um, vinegar portion of this, <laughs> and talk at the same time. I used to do a uh, burlesque number where I would eat a cake. Um, uh, while I was doing burlesque uh, to uh, Donna Summers. Someone had my cake out in the rain. So I would come on stage looking like I'd been in the rain holding this cake, and then I would eat the cake. And every single time I did the number, I forgot that I can't eat frosting and sing Donna Summer. <laughs> every single time? Every, every single time I would be so moved by my own number that I would, like, take a, a, some of the cake and then be like tuna and like literally once the frosting is coating your throat you can't hit that you note hit that donna note. summer did not eat frosting and then sing that song anyway um i'm struggling with that a little bit but i, I wish it was frosting you can get orange wines on fresh direct friends like oh yeah you, like this is like everywhere um it, you I know, mean, it's a fad but it, it's, it's hard to fad. it's it's hard to call something that's right, millennia yeah. old a right? fad but it is in, in popularity and in marketing. And I think a lot of people, a lot of influencers, if we'll call them, in the social media and the wine sure. world, um, really, really cling to these natural wines and uh, and cloudy wines and stuff like that because it's cool and the marketing surrounding them is always very cool. Oh, sure. It's the pumpkin spice of, it, of wine. I don't think a lot of people actually like them. I, I, think I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm in with that. Like, I'm in that crowd. I'm in the in crowd, finally. It, I think a lot of people drink it because it's perceived as cool, but don't um, actually like Hey, it. friends, full disclosure, and I've disclosed this before, I feel the same way about fucking pumpkin spice. <laughs> like, I don't... It's already out. It is August, and it's already I out. I don't like it. I don't think... like I don't like things that are pumpkin spice flavored. Uh, I don't... I think spices should be real flavored and not fake. But um, I do have to say there's one called Hermit Ram Skin, and I'm sad we didn't buy that. But... Um, <laughs> Because uh, the spruce, the spruceeats.com has a bunch of recommendations. But um, I also wonder if, is this a wine? Unlike, again, not to reference last week. I mean, but it feels like it just happened. Uh, the But like that we didn't need food with, or that we were like perfectly happy to just drop a straw in and yep. finish that bottle. I wonder if this would benefit from Absolutely. paired with anything. But I think of like, Do you know what I would pair this with? A different wine. A different wine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I don't want to be too cruel because actually no, no, the no. winemakers do uh, put a lot of work into this. But it's like this is where Sean and I differ, listeners. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh, it, it, it's a husband and wife team. They're working with old vines and no. Spain. I can appreciate the theory 
right? Yes. Like I like I I do enjoy the 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 notion that they're sticking with a, this mil, this millennia old technique. I like that. I like the yeah. the commitment to the land and to the to the culture and to uh, the earth and not fucking things up through their processes and whatnot. But like, I don't know how I feel about the results. I think if we were to pair this with uh, a sharp manchego, a sheep's cheese, do like think, a manchego. I think the the saltiness of the manchego would actually pair really nice with this, and they would balance sure each other that might be nice. Create something interesting. I did um, read at a different website a hearty duck sausage, which uh, I don't have any laying around, Sean. I apologize. <laughs> I've but, only got flaccid duck sausages. Uh, so. I would put that flaccid duck sausage right in the air fryer for us, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, a sausage, a chorizo, a dried sausage, something like that would be very good. I mean, the chorizo is very Spain of it all. The very Spain of it all. But a jamón ibérico and a nice crusty bread, like that kind of stuff. Um, Even just bread and butter, like a really, like a nice salty European butter on a crusty piece of bread, I think this would pair well with. But again, you need that fat and salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely get that to like, I feel like it would bring out something other than the vinegariness yes. of what's going on here. And that's what I need personally. I need a, a different something. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I've, I've tasted natural wines and orange wines from all over the world in all kinds of different price ranges. And there have been a few that have really stood out and sh- like shook me and my belief that that's gross. Uh, and been really, really, really one. One was a Hungarian Riesling, and it was absolutely phenomenal. My God. It ran me $57. Okay. So, like, I really went out on a limb with it, but the guy um, is a store up in Beacon, New York, called Dirty Bacchus. It's <laughs> uh, a great name. Gentleman proprietor who is an absolute delight to talk to. Uh, he sold me on it, and it was a real, really, really interesting. I think wine. that that maybe is the sell, and then we should probably take take a little breaker. But the sell of of such a process, mm-hmm. right, is that you almost aren't sure what you're going to get, yeah. right? Like, there's something cool and very influencery about not really knowing what you're going to get. And I do imagine, and and I think we've said this aloud, but we certainly said it before we started recording, that every orange wine is going to taste a little bit different yeah. than the next. because Even bottle to bottle, like, right, of that, the same. Oh, wow. Okay, wow, you're very granular on this. But, like, but I just, yeah, I because... You know, there aren't as many controls in this process. It is a process that took place back when Hercules was Hercules. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, so it's it's definitely, well, maybe not that long ago, but it doesn't matter. But, like, I assume every single one was a slight different flavor yeah. profile. And, and that, that may be what's so cool or part of the cool about this natural situation is that, you know, who knows? Who knows what you're going to get? You don't know. You really don't. And it, I mean, it's the same with farmhouse beers. It's all going to taste a little bit different because of the natural world around it that is creating this natural wine. My God, friends. Let's take a break on that grand thought and we'll be back momentarily. And we are back with our new wave girl um, it is from, new from and old. Vino, from Vinos Malaparte, which is somehow old and new, using a very, very, very old technique to make a very new, cool, trendy orange wine. Um, again, we'll just rehash it. They're not always orange. This one is a, a lovely light orange. Is, very yeah. low sugar. It is vegan. It is unfiltered. Um, 
you know, it, it sat in an amphora, which we've we've discussed. All very exciting. Made by our friends. I've already forgotten their names. Ruben and Elisa. And with um, one of the girls from the Addicted to Love video on the label. <laughs> um, pro tip. Don't forget to Google. When you Google it, don't forget the word wave. Or you'll just get a lot of pictures of Zoe's that Chanel drinking wine. <laughs> which, uh, you know what? There's, there's nothing, worse things. There's nothing wrong with that. The you know new what? girl, if you Google new girl wine, you've got yourself a whole fan fiction novel. I, I think um, that's going to be my new screensaver. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, um, Zoe, if you're listening, um, if you want to take a picture with some bottled up merch, oh that would my be so God. Sweet. Uh, that would be very exciting. One of the like descriptors that I saw for this wine, and maybe this is a better word, is. Uh, licorice sage and fennel now normally who would put all those three things together assholes but like it definitely it's there yeah it is that fennel yeah i can see i can right like uh i don't know it's it's warming up i'm starting to get more of that but like when i when i was talking in the last segment about the savory quality of these wines like this is very indicative of like totally is not a sweet wine no not a fruit wine this is very savory. It, yeah. It tastes like herbs and earth and yep. vinegar. Yep. Um, you know, uh, as much as uh, I think that we are very capable of describing wines, no one describes it like our friends over at Vivino in their ratings. And Christian B., uh, although in 2018, so maybe not this, vin- maybe it was a different vintage, Sean. Different year. Different, different year. Yep. Uh, he did give it three stars out of five, but he described it as, not so funny orange wine. Huh. And uh, I, I just, what does Christian B. normally look for in a wine? A wine that tells a couple jokes? Well, uh, are we talking knock-knock jokes? Here? Right, yeah. A little, maybe he's, maybe this one's more puns. He was looking Ooh. for something more Richard Pryor, perhaps. Um, you know, uh, but literally his whole review is, not so funny orange wine, exclamation point. But nice bottle and philosophy, exclamation point. Orange. <laughs> No, wow, really no, it. no, uh, no uh, punctuation at all. So I really, uh, Christian, thank you so much for providing us with the words. Uh, and maybe it's Christian uh, that we we couldn't get to. I I like uh, I like my liquids with a uh, sense of humor. Um, I guess uh, weird. Um, I was in Idaho once, Utah. <laughs> Oh, please tell me where this is going. <laughs> it's not. It's going to go in a different direction than wine. I'll tell you that. Uh, I maybe I don't. The, the folks that I named for the kids, the, the oldest kid was in boarding school there, and we'd gone to visit him. And the two younger kids and I had gone into town. The boarding school was like in the middle of nowhere. Of course, to, yeah. like to keep the kids under control and stuff. And we'd gone into the into the town to buy. You know, here's the th- oh, it was it was Utah because I was making fun of Mormons. I'm an asshole. Uh, but I think they really missed a trick by not having those like. You know, like those thought dolls, like a whole mm-hmm. bunch of like thought wife dolls with one Mr. Doll. I don't know. I wanted that at the airport and it didn't exist. The point is, uh, we drove past a, um, a a cow, a bull, a farm, Sean, okay. that, yep. that featured cows and bulls. And it had a huge banner in the front that uh, advertising they, that they were they had fresh bull semen ah, fresh. available. And my favorite part about the whole sign and the reason I pulled over and made the small children take a photo of me in front of said sign. And then I took ones of them, too, because I yep. am a monster uh, was because it said all varieties. <laughs> and I thought if I owned a cow, what would I want? 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> do you have, is there like a tall bull? Maybe, like, I don't care if it was dark or light colored, but, you know, maybe a nice sense of humor, Christian background, anything. What's uh, your bull yeah. look like? Like, how uh, how was bull semen classified? What are the classifications, Sean, of bull uh, semen? I, and not, we yeah. stood in the front of that farm until uh, people started to come out. And then I was like, kids, get in the car. Let's go. Let's get go. The guy, they're going to throw um, semen at us. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like in the same way that how do we classify bull semen it is au naturel. How do we classify orange wine? I just made every vegan very angry. Um, by just I mean, I feel like we do that every episode. We sort of do, but the cloudy nature of semen and the cloud. I mean, how could I not uh, make it's comparison? It's so creamy. Oh, uh, there it is. Um, it doesn't smell like semen. Okay, and <laughs> there was the line. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we don't have lines, friends. Uh, yeah, so this is... My my semen point is, friends, is that it, it all tastes a little different, doesn't it, friends? Yep. There's a difference from d- bull to bull, if you will. Bull to bull, bottle to bottle, grape to grape, region to region. Um, obviously, younger regions like Oregon or California that are, are, are starting natural wines are going to approach it differently. Than, good call, say, good call. Georgia or Hungary or yeah. places that have been doing it for a lot longer. And maybe the amphora that they're using are already inoculated if you will uh with I will. their own yeast and their own strains so they're not just relying on I also the yeast. imagine if you use a, a ceramic amphora it's going to be yeah. different than a clay exactly. like everything is going to you know Expe- those of us that have house plants like, you know what's in the air is directly affecting this so if you're in a facility that's been making natural wine for hundreds of years there's going to be yeast and things that live in the air. My the, God, we're back to Phil touching. Collins, friends. <laughs> the, the, it's going to change the flavor. So if you're do, 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 like, do, do, in the U.S., and at the, if you go on the website for this wine, uh, or the tech sheet, whatever, you'll read that a lot of these wines are unclassified. Yes, I did read that. So that what that means is like when we talk about a DOC or an AOP or, you know, the different AOCs, the different regions, um, an American Viticultural, AVA here in the States – these these wines don't meet the qualifications to call themselves a Spanish Verdejo or something because they okay. are using, you know, different winemaking techniques. They're using different wine uh, proportions, different grape proportions. So they're not meeting the qualifications to call themselves. Uh, well, this one's from Spain, so to call themselves a Castilian wine. Sure, but also you know, I mean, they, there wasn't there wasn't classifications. Exactly. Back when they started doing this kind of wine, too. I'm going to defend this wine now. Um, <laughs> hi, this wine is older than your stupid classifications. Very much so. But so it, it also, shut but up. It allows them a little bit of freedom. Totally. Because they yeah, can, no, they can play, they can do things, and that's why every bottle is going to taste a little different. Every producer is going to use different yeast just by what's in the air, and you know, it's 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 a world to explore. And I don't want to knock it down completely. There no. is a time and a place for natural wines and orange wines. And I think the people who love them really love them and are passionate about them. Uh, I think the people who say they love them don't. And <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's because I think that there's two things going on here. It is very exciting and a little live on the edge yeah. to try something that is made in this very old fashioned way. Um, old fashioned feels like it's not even an old enough word, frankly. In this very old timey, yeah. I'm gonna go with old timey. In this very uh, ancient way, 
um, that is impacted by so many things that you, that are out of your control. There's something cool and uh, it's, it's something very parkour about it all. Uh, it's it's a little bit out of your control, and that is that is always very exciting. Yeah, um, it, it's an exciting. Whether case. or not you know, it's it's like you know, starting dating. I don't know. It's exciting. You don't know where it's gonna go. Um, you and don't know what their natural yeast is. You don't know what's in their air tonight, <laughs> Phil Collins. So, um, you know, it, it's all very. It, it feels very exciting. Where, where you know, with a traditional cab salve, you you can while there are obviously variations sure. and things to appreciate that differ slightly from cab to cab, um, you know, the, the, the basics yeah, it's, I mean, are there. There's a reason sommeliers and masters of wine can identify things in a blind taste because there are markers, there's key points that these wines hit to be called, you know, a cab sauver or something like that. But with these low intervention, no intervention wines, those markers aren't there. Yeah, it's like uh, markerless. I don't know... They're all colored pencils, Sean. Not a single fucking marker. I can't think of a psalm that I know who can blind natural wines correctly. Like, because gonna have to get my friend Dave on this, uh, just because that'll be a fun challenge. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, just to be like, hey, buddy, let's see what, let's go down, let's do this. Um, no, it it is very cool. And so while you know we maybe didn't pick one we we desperately love, uh, we also don't have any like spicy dried meats here with us That's uh, true. you know so like there's things we're missing this is on us friends this um, listen Ruben and Elisa this is on us and we're sorry we're not um, I'm, I'm not sorry I bought it I'm, I actually oh no I'm, this is a, this is pleased. a very bush trained vineyard <laughs> <laughs> that's a trellising system that allows that. Yeah. anyway it sure on. it is um, anyway uh, speaking of bush training get yourself some orange wine and let us know what you think let us know sure. which one you tried we're very excited it's some point we'll try the the pricier ones and and see if if you know money really does make a difference we all know i love a good jam jar and that's only like six bucks uh, <laughs> yes it is yeah and it doesn't vary bottle to bottle it's it does exactly not it makes the best popsicles every it, it, fucking time it really does they are delicious thank uh, you and our patreon members uh if you go way back to when we first started the patreon there is a video of me taste testing a greek orange wine i think it's called hoot um, what, what's it called? Hoot. <laughs> I just uh, like when you say it. Hoot. Uh, you know why? It's a hoot. <laughs> yeah, and, and I believe I didn't like that one either. Okay, well, great. Let's all go look that up, Patreon members, uh, and see how Sean has stayed true to his, his taste buds uh, this whole time. Um, but no, this was very exciting. And, uh, you know, listen, if you can't experiment a little bit with your wines, I mean, you know, yeah. what are you doing? What are you? Exactly. Why bother, right? Why, why buy the same box of Franzia every week? Well, I mean, there's a time and a place for that box of Franzia, friends. But you know, it, sometimes it's you the should. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and never. Like that's the time. Chateau Diana. I feel like we haven't sang that in a while. Oh, um, season one. Yeah, not since. Yeah. Oh my God. Did we skip a whole season? We, we must have sang Chateau Diana at, at some point in season two. Um, did we? I don't know. Ooh, Sean is making a face, friends. What I we should have done for this episode is recorded it live on video because there's a lot of faces happening. Um, let us know how, how you feel about orange wine. We are excited uh, to have uh, to to have tried it. Listen. You know, we revealed our, our cartoon crushes, uh, our, our torturing of small children through the t- method of sperm uh, from bulls, and uh, you know, whatever we've 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 yeah. we've revealed. This has been a revealing episode. It really has. We we took the the stone and and beeswax top off our own personal amphoras for you, friends, uh, and that's really <laughs> we what we spilled we our natural to- yeast. 
Wow, it got weird. Uh, it's in the air tonight. Uh, let us know how you feel about orange wines if you've tried them because we can't wait to hear on our Instagram or our Facebook or email us or, hey, become a Patreon and then like slip into our Patreon DMs. Do That's we right. have Patreon DMs? We do. On? We do okay. Um, I clearly didn't know that. So do all those things and let us know how you feel and we're going to go back to trying to take a picture of my dog with a bottle of wine, uh, which she does not enjoy. And uh, yeah. Next week. Next week. Final episode. La Fine. La Fine. El Fine. El de Fine. Da Fine? Fine? Fine. We're at the Fine of this episode. Fine. <laughs>